I get it. You're just not gonna put out more content than me. We do social media. You need to have everyone knowing that you're in real estate. Everything ties together to all correlate, offline branding, online branding, piecing everything together. Are you willing to put yourself out there? I have why not you tattooed on my wrist. Welcome back to another episode of the Why Not You podcast, where we talk about branding, marketing, entrepreneurship, motivation, and we bring on special guests to educate and motivate. And today we have Rob Costamiris, who is the president of My Home Equities. And Rob, like I like to do, I like to give the guests the floor, tell the audience a little bit about themselves as we dive into it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of I course, appreciate Rob. it. I don't know how I could educate and motivate, but hey, listen, if somebody gets something out of what we're talking about, that's all I need. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where to start, but um, one thing that I don't talk about a lot is um, the fact that I never went to school. And I know you and I have had this conversation. Yes. I don't think Tony and I have had, because the guy's a genius. He's actually, <laughs> I didn't know this. Him and Mike are engineers. Yes, they have engineering uh, degrees. So they probably were like, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I never went to college. Was, you know, I don't know. What, what is success? So can I say I'm successful on Wall Street? I did make a lot of money. I'll tell you mm -hmm. that much. But um, yeah, never went to college. And my family is all higher education. Father's mm -hmm. a doctor. His father was an electrical engineer. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousin's a doctor. Uh, my Another one of my uncles is Brainiacs. a doctor. Yeah, it's like they didn't just go to college. They, they went, went to, to super college. Super college. <laughs> yeah, so just imagine me coming home one day and be like, yeah, hey, uh, dad, so um, I, uh, I party a little too much and uh, I'm going to be wasting your money. <laughs> I can only imagine that conversation. Oh, God. It was not good, I'll tell you that much. But that goes to the point, and I know we had this off camera. You know, like, college has become something that people, I guess, like, the old school mentality is that you have to go to college. If you don't go to college, you're not going to get a job, and you're not going to make money, and you're going to be a loser, you're going to be broke. But now it's like, well, college is insanely expensive. I can go into trade. Or if I want to go into business, I can find a mentor. Because honestly, college, whether you're a lawyer, engineer, doctor, something of higher education, you you have to go to school. You need that, yeah. I don't think you want you or I building the next bridge. Yeah, hey, how you doing? I'm your uh, neurologist. Uh, I just finished my uh, community service <laughs> and uh, my, my community college, and uh, here I am. It's kind of like, oh. We're going to do right. brain surgery. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> like, want that guy that knows what he's doing. I want there. a guy that's gone to like 32 years of school. You know. <laughs> but however, if you're – if you're an electrician, if you're you know a plumber, and these are all people that make really good money, Some like make a crapload of money, especially if they're doing it themselves with their own business. Like, and mm -hmm. I'm not saying right away they're going to, but I'm a you said a good thing, a trade. Like, I'm a huge fan of people going into a spe specific trade or yep. specific training for what it is that they're doing. And I think that today, and Gary V talks about it all the time. I think like in the 80s and 90s, even the early 2000s, it got lost to go into the trade because you had to go to college. You had to do everything. But you really are doing exactly what you should be doing by going into a trade. But think about it. If you went yeah. into a trade for to be an electrician, a plumber, and these are all things that like – I don't want to say because I have a lot of respect for these people. But like people lose a lot, a lot of respect. Oh, they're just a plumber. Oh, they're just an electrician. But like what? What does that even mean? Yeah. Oh, they're just this. Like, they act like they're not doing something for society. Right. Like they're not. They're not like but, but, upper echelon. But when you're at home, and your drain backs up, 
Who do you call? You call a plumber, and then you're complaining because they're charging that $150 emergency fee because they have to come at 10 o'clock at night because you need it because you're not going to be around in the morning. Whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, fix it yourself. But it's like <laughs> you don't know how to do it. No. So how important is that person? Why are they any more important than uh, than a doctor, than a lawyer, than anything else? It's Everyone has their place in yeah, society. Man, and like, I, it, it, it's tough. Like It is true, though. Like If we don't have people that want to go in the trade, we wouldn't have anything built. But then people are complaining about, oh, well, all these people are doing it for cheaper. Oh, this is going here. Oh, this is going there. Well, you know what? Nobody wants to do it here. So, yeah. of course, somebody in India or China or is gonna I'm do just it. picking out those two yeah, countries, yeah. they're going to do it for cheaper. So don't shun them for doing that. But yeah. I, I Look, I totally get it. But let's talk about your journey a little bit, right? Yeah. Wall Street, you got into finance. What? Brought you to finance, and then I want you to talk about what you do today with my own because it's very different. Yeah, I uh, I stumbled across finance. Uh, it was always something that was there. My grandfather would open up the newspapers. We would look at stocks. I was DJing at the time. Keep and talking. I was DJing at the time, and um, um, I needed to do something real where I was making some you know decent money. But I was working when everybody wasn't working, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then when I wasn't working, uh, you know, Monday through Thursday, you know, everybody was working. And if I wanted to go out on a Tuesday night, who goes out on a Tuesday night? Only maniacs. But <laughs> most of my friends were like, I got to work, I got to work, yeah, I got to work. Course. So I, it, I didn't get paid on a specific job, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, you know what? I got to get a real job. So I went out. I looked at the newspapers. The internet was kind of there, but not really. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I found a stockbroker trainee. I answered an ad and sat in an interview, and they literally asked me, do you know what a stock is? I'm like, kind of. <laughs> like, do you know what a bond is? I'm like, that. They're like, why do you want to do this? I'm like, to make a lot of money. They're like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, when I'm DJing, you know, I this guy that's dressed really nice, he would come into the club all the time. He would have a table. This was before table service was a thing. And he drove a BMW, young kid, my age. Then I saw, you know, somebody else who had – this huge house and I asked him what he did and he was a stockbroker and I said you know what once I saw that stockbroker trainee I just said I want to make a lot of money the guy said how are you going to do it I'm like I don't know I'm going to work my ass <laughs> off to get to where I need to be and he literally said you're hired just based off mindset I guess I, and uh, I think mindset is such an important factor I think that if you have the like if you're willing to put in the work and willing to put in the time and don't expect things you are so much better off, whether for yourself, for that business that you're working for. I think too many people expect to jump into a job or a career or starting a business. I see this all the time where everyone goes, I'm going to be a business owner. That's great. All for it. <laughs> but like you need to make the business money before you make money. Yeah. And there's no such thing as like. Oh, I open a business, I put up my grand opening, I make one post on social media, and now all my friends and family are going to use my services. It, they're going to be the last people to use your fucking services. Well, you – so I had started this, like, little, like, side business of um, – it was for the Jets – not the Jets, the team, but, like, yeah. the travel and stuff like that. And you guys posted something recently about uh, Brooklyn Bagel and Coffee. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're not going out six to eight months and advertising – for six to eight months or marketing. Maybe not oh, I put that in my story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. For six to eight months before you open, mm -hmm. you're not going to make it right away. You have to be out there six to eight months prior to the opening. I see what you guys are doing with Brooklyn Bagel and Coffee. Yep. You like that little shout out, Petey. You're welcome. <laughs> um, um, and you guys are doing that for their Mamaronex store. And it's like I've 
gotten a whole different mindset around that. And yep. another thing a lot of people don't realize is when you start a business is like, there's nobody else to call. You're, let's say the TV goes out, you got to fix it. Mics yep. go out, you got to fix it. Yep. You know, the chair's wobbly, you, you got to fix, fix it. it. Yep. Your guest doesn't show up, guess what? You got to fix it. Yep. And it's like we started a broker-dealer, and uh, it was myself. and it, I mean, there was four of us, but um, it was myself and this one other gentleman. Um, somebody had a computer problem, mm-hmm. and you know we had to bring all our clients over. We had to do all this stuff <laughs> and like get everything going, get approved by FINRA, do all this all stuff. stuff yep. And then this guy's computer goes down, like one of our guys. And like we only had like two or three guys or something. And he's like, I don't know what to do. So I, I think I jumped in there and you know restarted it, fixed it. It was something yeah. very simple. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I did that. Then another day, our entire system system goes down. Like we had an IT guy, but he wasn't in house. Yeah, the entire system went out. Phones, everything, TVs. Me and this one other guy were under the desk, unplugging, plugging, plugging, talking to our IT guys. Like I think it's this. I think, but those are the things that people people don't don't talk about. And out of the four of us, there was only two of us that jumped in to do that. Now the other two were the ones, you know, speaking to clients and stuff like that. So it's not like they weren't doing anything. I'm not saying that at all. But we were the ones, you know, getting under the desk all the time. Like yeah. I was like the makeshift IT guy. Like, <laughs> like there was one day, the markets opened at nine thirty, yep. and uh, our entire system went down. And it was one day I forgot what was going on. We had some big trades to go in, and I had to fix the uh, the internet. Oh but I God. also had to call in orders to our uh, clearing firm. So I'm kind of trying to do both. Oh my! But God. It was such a crazy day. It was. But, you know, after a while, we got it all up and running. Everything was fine. But those are the things that nobody speaks Jeez. about. And everyone's like, oh, it's going to be successful. So if you're not ready to roll up your oh sleeves and, God. you know, get dirt, get your hands dirty, don't do it, it's, man. It's a, it's a daily dose of anxiety, man. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize that when it comes to business. And But, look, more people should try it. It's yeah. one of those things that you're going to see what you're made of. Well, it gives you a whole different perspective on how things work and how things operate yep, on a daily basis. And absolutely. you don't take for granted when you do have help. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Now, you're now with my home, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you've told this story on other podcasts. Um, you link up with Mark. What do you guys do? Because it is different. And I want you to talk a little bit about that. And then I got a follow up question for you. So the bougie term is we're a distressed asset private equity firm. In real, you know, in layman's terms, we uh, buy distressed homes throughout the United States. Uh, we fix them up and we sell them off, and we use some debt, and then we use investors' money uh, uh, to uh, help us uh, get to that point. Yep. Um, we offer a nice little return for the investors, allowing us to utilize their money yep. and put it out there. And we also have a proprietary technology. I'm kind of all over the place with this, but um, we have a proprietary technology that uncovers these properties throughout the United States. We buy them at a 60% discount. We go in there, we fix them up, and then we sell them off. But one thing that we do different than a lot of private equity firms or fix and flip firms, if mm-hmm. you will, is Mark had realized early on in his career, he was doing this in Baltimore. Yeah, He was getting what they call the row homes for thirty, forty, fifty $50,000, fix them up selling them off and you know he's not gentrifying because he's not that big but he, he wasn't gentrifying the neighborhood but he was you know kind of taking a property that was worth thirty thousand now he's selling it for 150 200 000, and he's not hurting the neighborhood but also the people that live there can't afford to 
jump into it. So what we do is not only do we put it on the market with a local realtor, but we also um, have a first-time home buyer program. And what that does is we put the houses on the market, but we have uh, like what we call a rent-to-own. It's uh, mm -hmm. called a limited occupancy. We don't technically rent to them as we're the owner, but we let them live there. They pay us rent, and we use por a portion of their rent, and we put it towards a down payment. And if they don't have a bank-ready credit score, and it's like 680 and below, We'll help them fix their credit score as long as they've had a consistent job. They've been making money for a decent amount of time. We'll refer them out to a credit specialist. They'll mm -hmm. fix their credit within three to six months. We'll refer them to an FHA mortgage lender or specialist, and we'll take a portion of their rent, as I just mentioned, and we'll put it towards their down payment, and we get a family that or an individual that may not have thought they could buy a home. Wow. And we get them into a, um, uh, a house. First, yeah. Their, that's their actually home. that's incredible. Yeah. You know, that's actually – it's very different. You don't hear that. Like, you guys are like – moving so many moving pieces and parts to what you guys do because i think everyone when they hear finance they're used to like stockbroker wealth manager financial advisor yeah. mortgage guy yeah. you know like mortgage yeah. broker i think that's what we're you guys are like an all-in-one type of facility um which is very different and really cool and you know it's something that as i've gotten to know you better it's it's something that I feel like the stress properties, that conversation, especially with people that are involved in real estate, comes up a lot. Yeah. Right? I think there's yeah. a lot more distressed properties than we think. But a question that I have for you is that, you know, coming from the Wall Street background, right, and and doing that for, for years and even from your DJ days, like how did going through all that mold you to now take on this new, like, chapter of your life with – a different, like, uh, like I guess clarity. Yeah, yeah, and we just said this off camera, yeah. but I was making, uh, I think it was like $200 every two weeks or something like that. Mm. Uh, don't quote me on it. Yeah. Somebody's going to say, no, it wasn't, it was this, but <laughs> yeah. it was close to that. But I remember I had to get benefits because I was, I don't know if I was of the age or I just didn't want to depend on my father anymore, but yeah. I had to move back home. I wasn't making money, and so I was making minimal, like, Two four hundred dollars a week, something like two to four hundred dollars. I'm sorry, a month. I think it okay. was like somewhere around there. And yeah. my check, because the benefits were coming out, was like minimum. I couldn't even afford my New Jersey Transit monthly pass. I think I paid for that, and then my father like helped me out with some lunches, which I packed my lunch every single day. But it's like Friday, I was going you know, to school. Go yeah, yeah. Hey, Dad, can I borrow twenty bucks? Yeah. No, mind you, I'm twenty three years old. Yeah. I had already moved out. Now I'm moving back in and. He literally said to me, he's like, I don't know why you're working all these hours because I was leaving at like 6 in the morning. I wasn't coming home until 10, 30, 11 o'clock mm -hmm. at night because the mindset that I had was I didn't go to school. I didn't I didn't have a family in finance. I didn't have a family that was, you know, loaded. Yeah. We weren't, you know, it yeah, wasn't yeah. – I'm not complaining, but I didn't have that family, you know, money behind me to help yeah. me out. And, you know, whereas my father was helping me out for, you know, lunches every so often, it wasn't like a – Hey, here's you know a thousand bucks for the month. You yeah, know, do what you have to do. It was kind of like here's twenty bucks. Yeah, figure it <laughs> and out. That doesn't last very long. Yeah, figure um, it out. So I think that's helped me because I'm not afraid to make changes and take risks, and that's how I got to where I am with my own. Because um, I was working at a financial planning firm. Uh, I was I owned the broker dealer. I was recruited away to this financial planning firm. I mean huge firm mm -hmm. um i was brought in to be like the equity recruiter guy we want to change things up we want to do it a little bit differently i had been recruiting for the broker dealer but not specifically i was doing 20 other things mm -hmm. and it didn't work out and i got let go i was fired like it was you know it wasn't 
painful, but like mm-hmm. you know, when I was called in, I kind of saw it coming. But yeah, and he's like, it's just not working out. This one guy, this guy that I talked to to this day, oh wow, it's just like it's not working out. And I've never admitted this on camera or even to most people. Some people know the story, but and uh, I got let go, and I didn't know what to do. And I sent out a text, and speaking to Mark had responded right away. And in speaking to him, uh, my comp wasn't going to be the same. It was you know a lot of commission, but ownership and. You know, it was like a scary move. I got a yeah. family. I got a yeah, mortgage. Course. I got, you know, things I got to take care yeah. of. You know, my overhead's not, you know, <laughs> not, not little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I made the jump. And uh, although I was stressed, I was, I, yeah, I think I, I was probably scared, you know. But, you know, I from that point on, we're now over almost two years in. My wife, my kids, everyone's like, oh, man, you seem so happy. You seem so chipper. You seem to be yourself again. Like, yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm in control again. I don't feel like I'm working. For, I'm not working for somebody. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm building something and it, it feels great. You know, I, it I feels think amazing. There's an itch to when you're building something. Yeah. Like it's weird. I yeah. can't, I, no one, it's very, very hard to describe to somebody that hasn't started something on their own or have become like the number three or two employee somewhere. Because when you're building something from the ground up and you have to do the hiring or you have to do all of it, right? Like you said before, like the person underneath the desk fixing the wires, like there is such pride in that. Yeah. You know, there really is pride. Like you have to have pride in what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's such an important factor. And I, I can I can definitely relate to that being that, you know, Michael and I and Tony um, have literally started this with no help, you know, Um legit bootstrapped like none of us have family with money you know we all have our different situations but it was just three kids that came together and said fuck it (laughs) you know and we're going on year five you know so it's kind of crazy and we always think like where are we gonna be in that and i'd like to interrupt you yeah like not taking away from you but tony and mike are engineers yeah engineering like they're not like Oh, by the way, you know, I went to school. I don't know what I want to do and everything. They had like a career path. They yeah. had something they were going into. Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. And again, I swear to God, I'm not taking away from you, but it's no. just like they have something that they could fall back on. And they're yeah. like, no, I want to do this. Yeah. That's nuts to me. That's and yeah. what you guys are doing. I have to say, and it's like you don't see it too much. And mm-hmm. like I, I know I've told Tony, I told you off camera, but like what you guys are doing with Why Not You, just the the network that you're creating mm-hmm. is just it's huge it's it, it, it's not something that most people do and when i first had met tony um i don't know if i'd went to one of your events or just a dinner or whatever yeah. i went I, I think it was a dinner and we were getting ready to shoot that first uh, promo yeah, yeah, video yeah. and everything and I, I just text Tony. I was like, hey, thanks for involving me, this and that, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I just want to put people together. Yeah. He's like, um, I hope you don't look at me as some 28-year-old kid um, who doesn't know what he's doing. And I, I'm literally looking at my phone. I think I was driving at the time. And I, I, I text him back. I go, I go, don't ever say that again. Your age has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've gotten it in the past. You know, we're going back and forth. It's the truth we have. And I go like this. I go, if anybody ever tells you that you're too young or they give you a smack on the ass, and be like, oh, maybe in a couple years, kid, I'd say, I, in the text, I said, tell them to go fuck themselves. I go, because nobody, it doesn't matter how old you are, young or old, yep. whether somebody can do something for you or not. And what you guys are creating, mm-hmm. and by all means, I didn't want to make this an ad about why not you media, <laughs> but I believe in what you guys are doing yep. and what you guys do for people. It's just amazing. Not even I just in the media that. world, but just your whole network. Uh, 
who's the accountant? Uh, Tim. Tim. Yeah. yeah Tim he's coming to the Jets tailgate tonight to meet me. Like, That's and amazing. I, I met him at uh, this event on last Thursday night, and mm-hmm. for the first time, and I know he's at your golf outing, but I didn't yeah. really have much to do yeah, with him yeah. there. Came up that he was a Jets fan, and then I saw he was he posted something. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a sick season. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to the game Monday night. I go, yo, we have a tailgate. Why don't you come by? He goes, yeah. I actually don't. I was gonna pay. I go, don't pay. Come. We got food, alcohol, That's amazing. Or something. But isn't that crazy? That goes that what we tell everybody because they're Jet fans. Yeah. There's a connection. Yeah. I tell people all the time when you start social media and start your brand, talk about shit that you like, yeah. not yeah. just what you do. Yeah. But that's a whole different story. Yeah. But. No, that's amazing, you know, and I appreciate that, and I know Tony and Michael appreciate that as well because we are just about giving. How can we help people? How can we bring people together? We're doing this to create something bigger than us, right? We want something to last when we're no longer here. That's really our mindset, you know? Um, But I I think for, you know, to a few questions I want to ask you, I think that would be really, really valuable is, I know we've talked about this before, but... I want you to kind of picture yourself in a room. You're speaking in front of hundreds of people, young adults though. Call it, you know, 30 and younger. What advice would you give to those individuals sitting there in, in that audience? Like if your, your closing statement from your talk, what would it be? Don't believe a word I say. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do it for yourself. Um, if, you, if, if you have, you know, parents because i know there's a lot of pressure from parents to be successful whatever that may be um you know uh your significant other um your brothers or siblings i should say um friends do it for yourself like even if it's not that right path if you're doing it for yourself it you're gonna have a sense of worth your sense of being you're gonna believe in exactly what you're doing and you're gonna have a drive that nobody else has and it's a crazy feeling but do it for yourself is i agree with that and last final question gun to your head oh god jets record yeah i don't know about that <laughs> i want it to be 14 and 3 i want it to be 18 and 0 but yeah well that would be that ain't gonna happen yeah. but uh if you had I to make know. like a legitimate prediction what would you guess i don't know 10 and 7 10 and 7? Yeah. I'll, I'll take that as long as we make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think I'm around the same. I think 11 and 6 is a possibility. But also, going back to the 2009-2010 season, yeah. I don't think people realize how hard it is to get to... It's fucking... You need... Not only do you need the talent, you need the team, you need 53 guys to play together, but you need a lot of luck, too. You need, yes. you know... Injuries to happen. Somebody said about the Detroit Lions and Kansas City game, oh, this has an asterisk on it. And that's bullshit. It doesn't have an it's asterisk football. on it. Yes, exactly. It's There's injuries football. all the time. Injuries Sorry that you had you know, one guy who doesn't want to sign. He got greedy. And then you have another guy who drops you know, the injured. ball three times. Well, no, he, yeah. uh, Kelsey injured his oh, knee. Oh, yeah. So it's like, come on, man! Like it's football. It's this is what happens with football. It's not. There's Sports. no asterisk because the Lions won that game. The yes, Lions they are. They're good. A legit team. They are legit. Yeah, you could say what you want about them. This is coming from Jet fans, so we might be yeah. a little angry about it. <laughs> Somebody said that, but yeah. there's no asterisk on that. No. no way, man. Like you need luck to get to the the higher level. I'm talking about the playoffs and yeah. God willing, the Super Bowl. So yeah, no, uh, I I think without pounding my chest, I would say 11 and six. And we'll see what happens. We've talked about it. If it doesn't happen this year, though, what's going to happen? I don't know. But I'm, I'm, look, I'm excited about Aaron Rodgers. But what I'm really excited about is this fucking defense. 
I'm pumped. Seven, you got like six or seven guys on the defensive line. That think about rotate. it. Think about it a little differently now. A Aaron doesn't have to worry about if he turns the ball over because he has a defense that can actually right, make a stop. stop it. Yeah, they're going to stop them, so I'm not really worried about it. So I'm going to make that pass that I don't have there's to worry a, about. Yeah, there's a little bit less. <coughs> there's always anxiety, but a little less right. stress. You yeah, know? you don't have to. It's worry like about wow. It. Okay, I have a defense that can actually stop. If I want to take that risk, a team. Yeah. Yeah. So I could afford to take that risk. Exciting so. tonight. Gonna be crazy, but Rob, I appreciate you coming on, brother. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Pleasure. And like I always say, guys, like, subscribe, share this with somebody that needs to hear it. You know, if you have questions about what Rob does, please reach out to him. He takes interns. Um, always looking to educate the youth. But like always, why not you?